Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to Trendlebed Tales in episode 99, Gettysburg Address and Trendlebed Tales. Um, this is the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utop, the host and creator of Trendlebed Tales. Find us around the web under Trendlebed Tales on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on iTunes, please leave positive feedback because that helps people to find the show. And with that, we are just going to take a minute here for some housekeeping. And I want to remind everybody that you can call in and be part of the show at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. That's toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. And um, I am here today to do the first episode in a long time. I'm glad that you have stuck with me. Uh, it's just, I seem to have been on a dead run since September, and I hope now I can pause and get my breath a little bit, and now I'll be able to get back on a sort of regular schedule. In fact, I had my December update all uh, sketched out and ready to go. But before I did that, I realized it was the anniversary of the Gettysburg Address, and so I decided to do a special episode today instead, and hopefully we will get to that update later in the week. So uh, watch for that. Uh, Also, I want to uh, make sure that you keep an eye out for some episodes that are, I'm sorry, some uh, Uh, blog posts that are going to be coming up. We've already done one on uh, the Christmas plays of Laura Ingalls Wilder that you can see we're doing one, and we did one on the end of the Laura season. You can watch for one coming up on Christmas events and also our shopping guide, which hopefully we will get out sometime this week. That's my goal. I've already contacted all the home sites, and hopefully we'll get that information Uh, out to you. Uh, I also want to, for regular listeners, want to give you a heads up that we are uh, going to uh, be doing our Laura Ingalls Wilder Wilder birthday party uh, on a date other than Laura's birthday this year. So if you have any suggestions for when you would like that to be, you can go ahead and let me know, and we will work on getting it scheduled. And with that, that is the end of our housekeeping. And then on to the Gettysburg address. 
I might have, uh, well, I have mentioned on here before, I did a whole touring plan on Springfield, Illinois. But Springfield, Illinois and me seem to be connected. I tend to get over there every couple of years. I don't really set out to have that happen, but it does. And I just always am finding connections to Lincoln in my life. Uh, Herbert Hoover, who has played a big part in my life, uh, his hero was Abraham Lincoln. Um, I mentioned going over to uh, Springfield. I've done some stuff with uh, Mary Lincoln's cake, some research that is very interesting. I still haven't gotten that done as blog post either, but I'm working on that one in the background. And uh, my mom's favorite trip, of all the places that I've taken her, the thing that she really loved the best that left her almost in tears was that she saw uh, Thomas um, Lincoln's, uh, Abraham Lincoln's father's tombstone. And she just, I don't think she's ever gotten over that. And, um, well, I could spend a whole time talking about why, but we're not going to. We are going to get on to the Gettysburg Address. And I think it's because of that connection with Lincoln that I have always had such a strong affiliation with the um, with the address. As I mentioned, I had always getting over to Springfield, and the very first time I was there, I had you know I was just a little kid, didn't have much spending money, and the thing I bought to bring back was one of those fake parchment uh, copies, and it was the handwriting of the Gettysburg Address. And it was on my wall for a couple decades. Um, It's a beautiful thing. And it is uh, something that I so enjoy reciting. uh, My favorite part of going back to the Lincoln Museum this last time was that they had a special exhibit up where they had a teleprompter set up like a president. And you got to do the Gettysburg Address. And the volunteer sitting there said that I was the best performance of it that she'd heard anybody do, which made me happy because I always like to be told I do a nice job with things. But And a few years back, well, about five years back now, uh, Ken Burns started a thing to get uh, everybody to memorize the Gettysburg Address, which is good for a lot of ways. First off, the address itself is an important point in history. The, the ideas that it espouses is very important to America. And it's even good for your memory muscle. Uh, the only way to get a better memory is to use it. So uh, it's a good thing for that too. And it does sound like something you should memorize your soul. In fact, of all the negative things the opposite party press said about Lincoln when he gave it was that it sounded like something a school child would recite or memorize and recite for school, which he meant it badly, but I mean, that's sort of a really positive thing and it's sort of what happened. So what I want to do today is to do or to recite the Gettysburg Address for you. And 
I try and do social history, not just Laura, but uh, I think this, you, if you're stretching to make a connection, I think you can say that it was um, a piece of elocution like Laura would have done. I don't think she ever says she memorized it uh, in her books. I don't remember that she did off the top of my head, but my guess is that this is one of the pieces that she would have learned at some point in her life. Oh, and I also wanted to mention that every November 19th, which is uh, today, and it's the anniversary of the speech, this is the 155th anniversary, he recited it uh, for the first time, November 19th, 1863, uh, that the handle at Mr. Lincoln does a live tweet of the Gettysburg speech. And uh, the Civil War, at Civil War Fangirl is there. They're actually at Gettysburg today to hear the, the reenactment of it. And I want to uh, encourage anybody who's on Twitter to go and see his feed. I, I really think as it happened, Twitter feeds make things so more real. I hope you all enjoyed the same thing. I did something similar on Laura's um, On the Way Home Trip earlier this year, and I think you'll enjoy this one. So be sure to do that. And with that, here is the Gettysburg Address. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that the nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hollow this. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which, which they had, who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, and that this nation, under God, shall receive a new birth of freedom, and that the government of the people, by the people, and for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Abraham Lincoln, November 19th, 1863. Now, before I end, I want to go back through it one more time uh, and kind of give my uh, points on that to kind of do an annotation here. Four score and seven years ago, people used to be a lot 
better at math and measurements than they are now. Uh, You used to have to be able to odd or to estimate things, and people use terms of measurement that we just don't anymore. Uh, It used to be that you needed to be able to eyeball a rod and know what it is, and a rod is a unit of measurement, and I have never met anybody, to my knowledge, that could. Uh, so score is one of those terms. Everybody would know. It's 20 years. we got a decade. We've got a score. So four score uh, is 80 years and seven. So it's 87 years ago. Uh, our fathers brought forth in this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now, I think that is an especially important line, dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. And what I take that to mean myself, and this is a big part in what I believe about this country, that it's important that we always strive to honor that. And that if the meaning was not always what we take it to mean today, that's only because we keep pushing it forward. And that isn't something to criticize, that when he said all men, he didn't say all women or all races or all anything like that, because that's the concept. And it's like a diamond in the rough. We still have polishing to do, but you can't criticize it for not being a diamond because it isn't polished. So we were dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. And it's also important because that is sort of a proposition as a question mark. We sit here smugly in 2018, and it would be so, it's so easy for us to look back on history and say, of course it's going to happen that way. Of course the U.S. is going to survive. And we also smugly look ahead and assume it's going to continue to survive. But that isn't what, that isn't reality. That's just the everyday impression we keep of it. It's true. We could have had a very different history. The United States could have lost the Civil War. And if that happened, there, I do not believe, would be a United States or a Confederacy for that matter. I think we would have broken into states much the way South and uh, Central America did. That's just how things would have happened. And it is a question mark. And there's another quote. It isn't a Lincoln quote. I always think of it. I can never remember if he said it, so I will have to look it up and add that to the show notes when I get it. But it's that you need to always, always, Be concerned because you never know when you are living in what some future historian will call the interwar years. So it is a proposition. It may not live. And that's up to us. Now we are engaged in a great civil war testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated The United States was an experiment, as I just said, 
it might not have survived. They thought it could have been ending there. They didn't think that there always had to be the United States. Whether any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure, we are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as the final resting place for those who here gave their lives that the nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate. We cannot consecrate. We cannot hollow this ground. The brave men living and dead who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. They did. They died for us. They fought for us. They went through hell. And I do not use that word frequently, but it's true. They went through hell for us. That we would have the chance that's been handed to us. And that's not something that we should take lightly. The brave women, living and dead, who struggled here have concentrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here. And it's such that's such an important point in concept, but in retrospect, it's funny because it isn't true. I don't know how many people would remember Gettysburg if it wasn't for the Gettysburg Address. That the Gettysburg Address stylized it. It made it a moment in the war that people could hold on to. That even all these decades later, I think people who couldn't even tell you what it was can grasp the Gettysburg Address and that that is a thing. So the people did remember it, but what he was saying is that what they did there wasn't important. It was the fight, fighting and dying there that was important. And I think this is so, this is one of the things, there are statements and quotes that really have impacted my life. And one of them is this next bit. It is for us, the living, rather, to be here dedicated to the unfinished work they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It's unfinished work. Keeping the country going, making it the best place it can be, doing your civic duty, helping other people, serving other people to the best of your ability. That is what you owe them. And it sometimes frustrates me because most people don't do that. They, they don't get that. They don't understand that it's a debt they are owed. People are so much more concerned with their rights and their debts and their obligations. But it's a debt we can never escape. And I don't care if your people have been back here since the Stone Age or your people just came over on a boat this week legally. You owe that debt and you need to help pay it. 
it is for us it is rather for us to be dedicated here to the great task remaining before us that these honored dead we from this honored dead we take increased devotion to the cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion what a powerful phrase the last full measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that the government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. And now I'm getting all teary-eyed because this is such a powerful piece and it's such a powerful thing. And I hope you've enjoyed visiting this Gettysburg Address with me today. And I hope that uh, uh, you will work on memorizing it yourself and uh, follow along with Mr. Lincoln this November 19th and every November 19th as long as he does it. Thank you very much. And look for another episode later this week with the December Roundup update. And uh, hopefully... Uh, some other blog posts this week, uh, especially about Christmas shopping. Thank you, and remember to brighten the corner where you are and to join me next time on Trundlebed Tales. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.